Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 118 of the JDO Show. I'm your host, J. David Osborne, and today on the show, we have Brian Allen Ellis. He is the author of the new book, Sad Laughter, which is out from Civil Coping Mechanisms. I don't know if you noticed this, but this episode will have come out about a month since the last one. So real quick, I'm just going to fill you in on what's been going on with me, because I know that that's what you tune into podcasts for. Don't you love it when you turn a podcast on and you hope to hear a cool interview or a neat story, and the host starts off by saying, let me tell you a little bit about my dumb bullshit life that you don't care about. But no, seriously, I started a job recently, a nine-to-fiver. I wake up in the morning and I go to work. I enjoy it very much. I get a lot out of it. But goddamn, there's not a lot of time left in a day. I'm a man of many projects. I have uh, I have my Patreon, I have my novel writing, I have Broken River Books, I have this podcast, and it does seem to me that any time there's any sort of major upheaval in my life, whether that is going through a move, or starting a new job, or going on some kind of trip somewhere, it always takes a little bit to actually get back to a normal pattern of, you know, output. So, That's what that month was, I believe. I'm getting used to having a regular job and settling in. Thank you so much for showing up and listening. I want to mention really fast, I do have a Patreon. Uh, $4 a month gets you four extra episodes of this podcast. Most recently, I talked to Eddie Rathke about uh, social media and not giving a shit about stuff. And then in the newest episode, which I think is a really cool new direction for it. I actually recount an acid trip I had last night in which um, it was pretty intense. I ended up summoning Baphomet. So if you're into that satanic occult shit, my Patreon is probably the place to go for that. I'm also posting writings uh, that have spawned from uh, intense dreams that have manifested in my life as synchronicities. So I'm doing like stories slash sync reports. It's basically the JDO occult corner. That's what you could think of my Patreon as. So if you like that aspect of this show, that's mostly what the Patreon is going to be. I think that's what it's shaping up to be anyhow. So without further ado, on this very non-occult episode of the JDO show, I do talk to Brian Allen Ellis. He's a really funny guy. I highly recommend Sad Laughter. It's really hard to pull off a book about writing and make it not suck. But I think Brian does that. So do enjoy this 118th episode of the JDO show with Brian Allen Ellis. Thank you. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'll repeat it. Yeah, go ahead. Um, do you do you do you think this also about when like Skype calls you, it sounds like the Castlevania music to the old NES game? Or is that just me? I don't. I think I get that music confused with uh, Super Mario, like one of the castle levels. Oh yeah, like maybe a, it's that. I don't know. Yeah, like with like a the, lot. Of, a lot. They reuse the music a lot of times in those games. <clears throat> I've were, noticed. Were you a big uh, gamer? Uh, when I was a kid, yeah, NES was kind of like what me and my friends did. And then uh, when when Sega Genesis came out, it was either get that or get like a Super Nintendo. So I chose the Genesis. So I was the kid who had the Genesis. But after that, I was pretty much not a gamer anymore. I'll do you one better. I was was actually, uh, I was a Sega Saturn guy. Oh, wow. (laughs) I didn't know, I didn't even know anyone who had that. (laughs) Yeah, it was me. And it was the one that I wanted like so bad. I asked my mom for that over and over. They only made like four games for it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But check this out, dude. So my mom had a box of my old Sega Saturn games uh, at her work. And uh, I was kind of transient for a while. So mom just sort of like kept a bunch of my stuff. And uh, years and years I go back and she's like, yeah, I have this box of old games of yours. And I went online and I have some games that are worth fucking money now, dude. Really? Oh, yeah. Like I have this one called uh, Shining the Holy Ark, which was this RPG that I played. I played it like two times and it was really hard. And I was like, this fucking sucks. And uh, that one's worth like 200 bills, man. Oh, man, you should sell it. Yeah, I should. Um. I don't remember any games for that system. I, do you Do you remember the Atari Jaguar? <laughs> no, dude, I didn't have that. That was an even more obscure uh, gaming system from that time. What there was, was on also that one, one when I was younger called TurboGrafx-16. <laughs> they used to run the ads in comic books. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't know anybody who had the damn thing. 
Yeah, no, they had a they had fucking cool names though. Like they were all like Yeah. Atari like, Jaguar is like the best gaming system name of all time in my opinion. It is. Actually all gaming systems I think should be named after giant cats. It should be like the Nintendo yeah. Cheetah, the fucking so Xbox Cougar. X- <laughs> <laughs> it's cuz it preys on young men. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, 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 I can't get into it, it though. I can't no, I can't get into it dude because it's like I don't know. I got to a certain point um I think I was maybe 16 or 17 and uh, I was a really kind of pretentious hipster kid. And uh, so I sort of, I got into like books, you know, and uh, (laughs) I thought like, you know what? What I know, dude. And it's like, they're trying to play video games and you're like reading books and shit. What the fuck? I know. I know. And it's like, I'm going to get girls by doing that, uh, learning how to play the guitar, skateboarding, and I was like, nah, dude, I'm not going to play video games. But now it's <laughs> I'm like... I'm going to read the reflected works of Oscar Wilde. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like... But now I think about it, and it's like, oh, dude, if I had stuck with it, people are out here making... I don't know why all of a sudden, at three minutes in, this turned into the David Wants a Lot of Money podcast. But like, people are uh, making fucking it bank. into like angry video game nerd uh, <laughs> <laughs> YouTube video or something. Yeah. It's, I, like, uh, it's refreshing because I don't talk to people about video games very often. And I don't play them ever anymore. Well, what is your like? What does your life look like? Like from from when you wake up until when you go to sleep? Like what is what what kind of people do you hang out with? Like what does a day oh, in Brian Ellis's life look the like? The worst kind. The worst uh-huh. kind of people. No, uh, I usually just wake up and like feed my cat, and then I just sit around online and do like writing shit that needs to be done. Hmm. Um, or I just like watch YouTube. I, you know, I'm just very lazy. I don't have a big uh, production of things when I wake up. I don't really drink coffee anymore when I wake up. I have a coffee maker that I haven't used probably in over six months. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I usually just get coffee at work or at the gas station before work. Um, then I usually go into work and um, and get up and probably sit at my work and drink with the coworkers and a few friends. So I pretty much hang out with like a lot of alcoholics. Sure. Yeah. Now, what constitutes an alcoholic to you? Uh, well, there's fun, well people who drink every day and sometimes and usually almost to excess in a way. Mm-hmm. Or like I don't know, they're they're functional alcoholics. But yeah, it, it's not like a, the alcoholic who is from like Nicolas Cage and living in Las Vegas. Not that kind of alcoholic. Sure. Just more of people, just you know drinking too much on the regular and I don't know. That's a lot of your energy. Yeah. I think that, I think that movies like leaving Las Vegas actually kind of fucked up. So I feel like those movies are plants from like the Anheuser-Busch corporation. Cause it's like this (laughs) sort of opposite thing where they're like, well, look, you know, you might drink eight beers every day, but you're not, you're not drinking a fifth of whiskey every day. You know, like you're not, it's not that like, you're not this bad. You know, and so you look at all these yeah, stories of people. Right, right, right. Yeah, like you look at like a, a million, million little pieces or something. You know, you're like, well, you're not getting on to an airplane covered in blood because you've been on a meth bender. So, really, mm. in the grand scheme of things, it's not that bad. I mean, I used to do that myself whenever I was drinking. I would say pretty regular. Like it was a daily thing for sure. And I think I agree yeah. with you. Like anytime you're drinking every single day, that's probably bad. Um, yeah. Sure. And it's like I I ended up um, taking this very brief job, writing uh, copy for um, rehab websites. So all these websites have like every day they have a blog, and every blog is saying the same thing over and over again. Like, hey, if you need to seek help, don't be afraid. Here's the number, whatever. And I was kind of like finding out new ways to talk about alcoholism every single day. So I did a lot of reading, and there's a thing called a problem drinker, which is probably, I was talking to a friend on the phone who's had issues with alcohol, and he was like, honestly, probably 70% of people who drink, period, are problem drinkers. It's just that there's so many varying degrees of like what that means, and who even really, yeah. you know, who cares at the end if you're functioning. Right, right. If you don't have like like multiple DUIs, I think you are doing okay. How is it that people still get DUIs when Uber exists? That's wild. I don't know, man. I, that's really weird. I just started using Uber. I just got a, uh, a smartphone this year. No shit. I had a flip phone for like seven years. 
What prompted you to make the switch? Uh, it it broke. (laughs) (laughs) So I was just like, I'm just gonna upgrade, and I pretty much pay the same. I pay a few dollars more than I was paying for my flip phone, so it's not like a big financial burden to to upgrade. Mm -hmm. It's kind of it's like a hundred dollar phone. Man, people spend like two thousand dollars on phones. It's like ridiculous. Yeah, you know what's wild too is that um, my wife works uh, part time at Bath and Body Works, and uh, her manager, like these these people are not exactly rolling in cash. But she was like, "Yeah, he was showing me his new phone. He's got the XS or whatever the most recent." Dude, I know dishwashers who fucking have better things than I do. Right? It's like what the like? How the fuck are you doing this? I don't know. It's like a materialistic. I don't, I don't really care about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. People are into that. People buy like really expensive shoes and clothes and like jewelry. And I just, I don't know. I just don't give a fuck about any of that stuff. Me neither. That's actually, that's probably worked to my detriment. Cause I, I was talking to another buddy on the phone and he's like a, he's an accountant for a hospital and uh, he started buying property. Right. So mm. we went to high school together and so we're the same age. I'm 31. And uh, it's just really interesting to see where our lives ended up, right? Where he's like got kids and he owns property and he's just like out here making money because money is important to him. And it's just, I've never, to me, it's like if you were to give me $500 right now, I would probably just quit my job. I'd be like, well, I'm fucking, oh, yeah. I'm rich, dude. I'm rich. Well, not. <laughs> I would, I would honestly just save it and forget about it. I don't like thinking about money. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I think that would be the best thing about having money is just to not think about it. Yeah. You know, I would just put it away and I would just, you know, go about my probably my usual lifestyle. I don't think I would be extravagant if I got that much money, like handed to me. You'd be one of those dudes with like a beat up pickup truck, and they'd be like, "But that guy's a fucking millionaire." Yeah, yeah, I do. I don't even have a car. Wow. Uh, like, yeah, that would be a luxury to have a shitty car. So is it just kind of one of those things where you were, have you ever sort of like made a, this is going to sound like a goofy ass question, so you'll have to excuse me, but like, have you ever like made a, like a life plan or do you just kind of play it day by day? <laughs> uh, no, I don't, I don't really have a life plan. I don't think I just, I don't, I don't know if I do day by day, but like probably maybe I try to look like maybe a year ahead. Okay. I'm usually too busy to think about it. Like, I'm usually like just working on like book projects, and that just takes up my time, and then it just kind of evolves. Mm-hmm. But then I always have ideas and goals that I want to do for the books. Mm-hmm. And but other than that, like I don't really plan anything out. Yeah. Um, I thought about moving a few times, but I I haven't done anything concrete to set that in motion. Well, where would you go? I don't know. I thought about moving to Philly. Uh, recently I went there to do some readings I went there and I went to Brooklyn and I stayed in Philly for like a, a few days and I just decided I don't think it's the right city for me it's mm-hmm. a little too like busy it's too spread out um, I don't know it, it, it might have just been my like headspace when I was there but I just didn't feel comfortable mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but now I don't know I'm considering maybe like Asheville because oh, it's close to my mom who lives in South Carolina. Yeah, Asheville is such a so, fucking good city, dude. Yeah, that's what I hear. So I might go check that out. That's where the talking book people are from, like uh, Chris and all them. Though guys who put out my audio book. Oh, okay, cool. So I, so I would probably should set a trip up to go visit and hang out with them and see what I think. Man, it's only like an hour away from where my mom lives. I mean, that's yeah. The the mom thing is definitely cool, dude. The last time. Well, actually, now that I think about it, every time I've been to like a major city, because my brother lives in Chicago, and uh, I just I go to New York a lot just to visit pals and stuff. And every time I go, I it just it blows my mind that people live there. You know? Yeah, I was really it was really overwhelming for me. I was only there I only did it there for like less than a day. I just went and did a reading and with some friends with uh, and I don't know, it was just very overwhelming. I spent I, I I feel I spent most of my time in Philly and New York like in an Uber, mm-hmm. you know, just getting from one place to the next or or a subway. Mm-hmm. It's just it was just, I don't know it just it seems too much for me at this point in my life. 
Maybe oh. if I was younger. I did go to Philly when I was in my twenties, like on a tour with a band, and I had a lot. I had a lot better time. What was it? I think we talked about this last time. Was it like a? Were you in a metal band? It was like a hardcore band, like kind of like a screamo type band, like an old school screamo band. Uh huh. Yeah. Not I like uh, I started listening oh. to uh, Joan of Arc recently. Have you ever listened to Joan oh, of Arc? Yeah. Like this shit is yeah. This band was heavier than Joan of Arc, but uh, I'm familiar with that band. Well, I guess I, I don't. Yeah, I... <laughs> yeah I'm, uh, bro, I'm out here. I'm just no, I'm bro. I just fucking I just free associate, dog. So like, I'm just like, oh, a band, uh, a band. I, oh, I, what I, was I like the last band that I listened to? <laughs> yeah, I like all that stuff. Like I, in high school, that's what I listened to a lot of. I listened to a lot of like hardcore punk and emo stuff. That's cool. Do you like Thursday? Uh, I, Thursday kind of came a little after i was listening to that stuff mm-hmm. like they they were pretty good i mean but i wasn't like a big fan i was more into like uh at the drive-in and like uh uh texas is the reason they get up kids and say i like saves the day mm-hmm. um and jimmy world and the promise ring those are like the bands i liked it's actually really funny that you mentioned that because today i was joking about thursday with some friends of mine and then in the same day at work i i found an old uh from 1999, I found like some concert footage of at the drive-in uh, that was recorded. Yeah, I in, saw them that year, I think. Yeah, it was recorded in North Carolina, which is where Asheville is. So we're we're right. working. We're very uh, synchro mystic right now. There's there's a lot of uh, occult vibes going on. In Asheville? No, or just just no. In this conversation right now. Oh oh. <laughs> But uh, no, I actually I wanted to talk to you because you, you spent you spend a pretty decent amount of time online, right? Would you say so? Yeah, or? probably too much time. Yeah, so I wanted to talk about this because here's uh, kind of like where my headspace is at. So yesterday I was like just cruising around the internet, minding my own business, and uh, I saw all this shit about uh, Steve Rogenbuck. Do you see all this stuff? Yeah, I saw it too. Yep, bro. And um, I kind of like. I don't know. I don't want to talk like too much out of school or whatever, but like, I, I just always kind of had a feeling, um, just cause outlet in general, like gave me that feeling. Uh, well, well, it's, it's not even a feeling like a lot of weird shit happened in that particular community at yeah. one time. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But like, it's not an isolated incident. No, 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 for sure. And I, I think that, I think that I saw this Twitter comment that really kind of pulled it all into focus for me. And it was like, who would have thought that, that you know grown men who were writing this kind of like childish poetry for girls would end mm-hmm. up preying on you know 15 and 16 year old girls well wasn't that the the writer who wrote alice in wonderland wasn't he kind of like that oh i didn't know that really yeah he wrote children's books and he had some kind of like pedophiliac uh reputation okay I think, okay correct about this but yeah, no, I mean, uh, I guess it's just like... It gave and also, me... Michael Jackson was another example of that. Okay, we can talk about Michael, though. I think Michael was innocent. <laughs> I, th- I feel like he was innocent. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know. I don't really have a big opinion on, on that. But yeah, that was like a a thing for a while. Like Macaulay Culkin <laughs> and all that. I don't know. I like that. I like that. It's like, I don't really know, dude. I, I guess that was the thing. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I just it was a controversial subject, is what I mean. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, for, uh, sure, for I, sure. I grew up uh, listening to Michael Jackson, and like I saw his Epcot 3D movie when I was a little kid. Like Michael Jackson was like the shit when I was a kid. Oh, for sure. Because I grew up in the 80s, and so when all that shit happened, it was just kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I guess yeah. for any listener that doesn't know what I'm talking about, recently. Um, a person whose name escapes me right now went online and showed a bunch of screenshots from about six years ago when she was uh, 16 years old. And apparently um, Mr. Roganbuck allegedly was, was sending her. I think. Yeah, he was sending her messages like, I want to take a shit on you and stuff like that. And just weird stuff, man. But I guess I, I, I said all that not really to like get too much like into gossip or whatever, although I do no, love I gossip. Um, but like it kind of it gave me this weird like existential thing where this this type of thing keeps happening and uh i guess i should have been just like smarter and realized that people were always shitty but i had a moment last night where i'm like are there are there like good people 
out there. Like, not that I held this guy up as some kind of, you know, paragon right. of morality. I, I didn't really know him. Right, same here, right. But it's just, it feels like it just keeps happening. And I'm like, God damn, like, what is yeah. even going well, that's, on? It's happening in uh, other forms of popular culture, too. Like, Bill Cosby. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else, what are another, a couple other examples? Uh, Louis C.K. It's like yeah, it's hard to like know who you can trust and mm-hmm. who likes who's who's deserving of your time and money, like mm-hmm. people who create art or in any kind of community like that. Do you and think it, probably just in general it, it, you can just meet someone and get along with them as a friend and then realize a certain thing about their past that just comes up randomly. Do you think that people marry people and that happens? Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Do you do you are you in the camp that like once you find this kind of stuff out about a person, you're like, like let's say Louis C.K. or Bill Cosby or whatever. Like, could you listen to a Louis C.K. stand up or Bill Cosby stand up? I, I haven't, I haven't since, mm-hmm. and I haven't. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think of examples. I mean, I'm trying to think of an example of an artist I still listen to. Probably did some fucked up shit. Um. I think I think Ozzy Osbourne like shot a bunch of cats when he was drunk. And like, really? Is that a real thing? Yeah. Damn. And so that's kind of fucked up. But I still listen to fucking uh, Blizzard of Oz and like, sure. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's really hard to to, I don't know. But in those examples, I have not listened to any Louis C.K. stand up or watched any of his shows or Bill right. Cosby for that matter either. What would you do? Uh, if the I... hard one was Roseanne because I really like Roseanne. <laughs> Really? I really like your show. Go on. I didn't really see the new one, but like now I feel weird watching the old ones because I really like that show. Well, is it... Okay, so with Roseanne, it's like that's a person who has uh, like literal brain damage, right? Like she got hit by a car. She got run over, right? When she was a, like Ro- 15. Roseanne did? Oh, I didn't know about that. Yeah, when she was 15 or 16, I might be making this up entirely, but I'm I'm pretty sure that she got hit by a car and had just has had brain damage her entire life, right? Wow, yeah. And I it's have. kind of one of those things where I guess like whenever I look online and you know, people are like, you know, fuck her forever, she can disappear. I'm I'm completely split into two different opinions about that, right? Because on the one hand, I don't care right if it's if it turns out that like Roseanne sucks and that you know watching her tv show or something is like contributing to a a racist person who sucks like I get that but on the other hand I'm kind of like like I don't I don't I don't know I don't know how bad like like her thing like what did she do again she said some racist shit she she referred to an African-American woman as like uh Someone who resembled a character from Planet of the Apes, I believe. Oh, shit. That's bad. That's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's real bad. <laughs> Never mind. Well, I, well, I mean, but I don't I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It's like, it, I mean, because there's a, there's a time limit on this stuff, too, you know? I mean, we read a lot of people who have been dead for a really long time who were kind of fucked up people. So it, 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 it ties into giving money well, to living people, of, I guess. I don't know. Uh, popular thinking and... Somewhat, but there. I mean, decency is decency too. When sure. you do something like that, it kind of lasts longer. Well, what do you think? What do you think would be something like? Okay, let's say it's your, like your best friend. Like, what would be something that would make you be like, okay, like we're 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 done and we can't associate anymore. I'm sure. I'm. Um. I don't know. Probably wouldn't take that much, honestly. Really? Okay. I, I mean, I'm not that close to people to begin with. I don't really have too many best friends. I have a lot of acquaintances. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you know, I, I I will just let them know that I don't like 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 I'm not really in. I don't like racist jokes, sex jokes. I'm not really into. I don't think they're that funny. Mm-hmm. So if someone kind of did that, like I don't know, or like or like uh, I know it's very complicated. It's really hard to say. Because mm-hmm. I, I know I have friends who are in abusive relationships. Right. Or like they're like toxic relationships and it's hard to like, I don't know. It's just hard to kind of have to deal with that. And Mm. you don't want to like shun the people involved, but you know, sometimes you have to like kind of distance yourself or step in and help. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's really tricky. 
It is tricky, and it's, but it's mostly you should stick in and help. You should you should you should do whatever you can to help the situation. Right, right. That really, you shouldn't really ignore something like that. It's funny when you mentioned uh, racist jokes. I I keep thinking of like I have this story when I of like a used to go to the bars a lot in Oklahoma. Oh. Um, I used to go to this one called the Blue Bonnet, and everybody there was kind of friends, but there would always be like, you know how there's like sometimes like weird outsiders who just like show up, obviously because it's a bar. And, right. And so there was this there was this guy there one night who was just kind of sitting to himself and we were all telling each other jokes and uh like the whole bar was like we were just trading jokes, you know. And uh I can't remember any of the, like the specific jokes, but like after we're done, we go outside to like smoke a cigarette and the guy who had like up till that point said nothing came up to me and my friends and said, "Hey, are y'all racist?" And we were like <laughs> we were like, "Uh, no." And he's like, "Oh, never mind." So like this wow. dude, he had he had some jokes ready. He was just making sure oh, yeah. that like he had his audience or whatever. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I, I think I, something similar happened to me the other night at a bar. Someone came up and to the bartender while I was sitting there and kind of like, "You mind if I tell you a really fucked up joke?" Kind of deal. And uh-huh. he told I I don't I can't remember if the joke was racist or sexist, but it was kind of it was off putting. And then and me and the bartender were just like looking at each other like what. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so that happens yeah but, yeah uh yeah it's weird i don't know so have you uh, now your new book uh it's called sad laughter we're gonna do a little promo here right sure yeah we're, we're gonna get out of the really heavy duty talk <laughs> <laughs> get to the beat potatoes so anyway now, now that we're done talking about uh public rapists uh let's talk hey. about your book dude um but no yeah, so- speaking of which <laughs> But uh, no, uh, so so this book is mostly jokes. So I kind of I was interested to talk to you about like how you decided to write this book in particular because I have sometimes been tempted to write a quote unquote writing book, um, uh-huh. but it's always struck me as uh, just a really bad idea for many reasons. Mostly like I'm not that good at writing, and two, uh, yeah, I'm like that. younger. You know, I feel like that's one of those things that you do when you're sort of older, but I, I really love when you're um, a teacher somewhere. Yeah, of course. Right. Right. But I feel like you uh, you did like kind of an interesting twist on that. So I, I was wondering where this book kind of came from. This this will be I promise we'll go back to talking shit soon. This is my like one legitimate question, but, oh, I'm, no, but I'm genuinely fun. curious. Uh, basically, it I didn't plan to write this book. I just started like making fun of the literary scene uh-huh. early on uh-huh. when uh like all through the internet like i would i would tweet and make these little jokes or aphorisms about it and it was just like a, it was like a hobby and i like i enjoyed enjoyed doing it and then like i just thought oh maybe i'll just put all these in a book and see what happens or i'll collect them all in a document and maybe i'll do something with them and yeah and then i was talk i was chatting with michael j seidlinger about something about what I was working on mm-hmm. and I told him well I'm, I'm working on this poetry collection but I'm also I have this like nonfiction humor book about writing which I kind of like I was trying to push the poetry book not the, the writing book uh-huh. and he's like oh that sounds really interesting uh, you should you should uh, do something with that so when the the main line came up the the civil coping mechanisms main line you familiar right uh, so I'm a little cloudy on it. So it's it's a it's basically people it's Janice's thing or what? Well, I'm sorry. Is it is it Janice does it mostly or? Uh, yeah, it's like Janice and Michael and the and uh, it's basically you submit your manuscript and it uh, every day they have a they have like a list of their favorites. And oh, then, okay, like, right, and right. Then someone gets eliminated and then finally like the winner gets their book published, and then they'll sometimes publish some of the runners up. Well, anyways, I submitted the poetry book to this particular one, and it didn't place. So I was like, ah, oh, fuck, all right. Mm-hmm. And then Michael contacted me, and he's like, yeah, I don't think this is the, the poetry book isn't the right book. You should submit the other one, the writing guide. And I was like, oh, that thing? So I like did like a quick touch-up on it, and I submitted it, and it became like a finalist. And then he ended up wanting to publish it. So, yeah, basically that's what happened. It just kind of encouraged me to do this thing I wasn't, planning on doing anything with mm-hmm. at least mm-hmm. in the current or at least in the time being right right but, uh, and i feel like and i, I kind of like... had to figure out how to like format it because a lot of it is just like 
really small little tweets. But yeah. I like books like this. It's kind of like I, I published a similar book that I use a lot of like my social media statuses. So it's kind of like that book. I know yeah. I'm looking through the book now trying to explain what the fuck it is and I just don't really know. <laughs> but I think that those are the best kind of books, man. I, I feel like um, what I am interested in reading right now has absolutely nothing to do with what could be considered um, maybe... A traditional book or traditional... Yeah, yeah. yeah I, mean, I agree with that. I'm reading a lot of uh, nonfiction right now. I'm reading... I read this one. I liked it a lot. Um, but... It's weird because, you know, I run this podcast where I'm supposed to be talking to writers and I find myself, I just keep going back to sort of like the same people. And the reason why is because I went through this phase where um, agents started sending me their clients' books, right? And oh, wow. yeah. yeah, which was cool. Like I like getting free stuff. I will always enjoy getting free things. But I was like reading them and I'm like, this is a... Uh... This is not what I want to do, you know. Yeah, it's it's, it's it's interesting because so I'm wondering like what kind of what would you say would be the kind of things that you read for for fun? For fun, yeah. Uh, right. Uh, well, right now I'm reading uh, the new Otessa Mashve novel. So good. That one's good. Yeah, I like it so far. I'm like in there. I just got done uh, talking shit about books, and that is actually one that. I have read, and I just anything that she writes is pretty much. Oh, she's great, man! It's going I, to the top I, of the pile. I really like Eileen a lot. Yeah, and I, lo I love her interviews. I like, I just like how she like. She's very smart, but dude, like not in a pretentious way. Dude, uh, when she did that interview, I think it was with the Guardian, where she talks about, uh, I think her relationship with like a older man or something, and how they're kind of mm -hmm. like both using each other, like yeah. that. That was posted on Facebook by like a friend of mine. And uh, he was, he did not like it. But like the comment section, I was reading that and there was like all this fucking really, really thinly veiled misogyny. And really? I was just like, God was damn. It like a, was it like a nonfiction piece that she published? Like an essay or was it like a short story? It was a nonfiction piece, yeah. It was, okay. a, yeah, it was. I just think about it, her relationship with an older man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was okay. just like this. I mean, I I liked it. I think it's because I'm a that one, fan. I'm just a fan, dude. So like I, yeah. I like everything that she puts out. But like, yeah, I read that and I was like, God damn. Like, I don't know. I, I know I keep coming back to this, but it's just like, I think it's all hitting me now. I think I'm really thick, right? Like I don't, like things don't hit me until they're bashed over my head over and over again. And just right, recently right. I've been seeing a lot of shit and I'm like, God damn, yeah, it's hard out there for people who aren't me. Cause I just like, I just fucking bumble through life. You know what I mean? Like I just, yeah. Internet. I, I, there's someone attacking me on the internet right now. Really? Oh dude. There's a, perfect. There's a writer named, named Atticus Davis. Are you familiar with that writer? No, but I hate him already. If he's talking, yeah. if he's talking well, shit he, to my friend, Brian. Just, he, yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> he got my back. I well, do. he, uh, he started like trolling me on, on Twitter uh, and he also he, he trolled other people too. He was trolling like Bud Smith and Melissa Broder and Shy Watson. He he he. I guess he was friends with like Elizabeth Ellen back in the day. Okay. And he's schizophrenic, and he like I guess he freaked out on her and a bunch of people, and they kind of like dis dissociate disassociated from him. Sure. Yeah. And I guess he's just like jealous of everyone who's like, I guess, doing better than him as far as like. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is, but yeah. And then he's been talking shit about me in an interview I read that I found online. What did he say? Uh, he, I, I, he's very, he, 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 he has like the schizophrenic mind. He's very rambly, and like he doesn't really make much sense. But he pretty much, he, he thinks that stuff like that that I write and like that Melissa Broder Broder write is like this kind of like apathetic, like passive aggressive like literature that's not important and it's it's damaging and uh yeah pretty much i think he said something that it was vomitous or something like that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I could probably send you screenshots of what i had what he said <laughs> i probably have them say some more it's whenever people get this uh in their feelings about writing i just always want to take the person aside and be like it's all a joke this is all That's a giant what I'm joke. hoping this comes across in this book that people shouldn't take themselves seriously. Right. Yeah. Right. That's the biggest kind of 
epiphany that I had about the entire writing scene because I used to get pretty fucking serious about it, you know? I was yeah. thinking this, oh, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to write books and they're going to mean something. And I used to do this really embarrassing thing where I would imagine like after I was dead, like what people would think about my body of work, like just super right. gross. Like it, I mean, that's, just, that's just the artist thing, man. Like everyone, every creative person like deals with that. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I came, I came to this really great sort of gnosis where I'm like, oh, it's a joke. And it doesn't mean that you do shitty work, right? It just, it just means that it's, it's a, you just try to make the joke as funny as you can. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like when I, like the the less I care, like the more stuff happens. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then, but, but the, the irony is that now I got it. I'm not as excited about the stuff, the good stuff that happens. Like, what do you mean? Like if I get like, if I get like an acceptance, like if a story gets published by like a journal that I've been trying to get into, like for you know what I mean, like when I when it happens now, I'm just like, oh, that's cool. Like it's not like something that like I don't know it's hard to explain. Yeah, I think I'm kind of like I'm a very I'm kind of dead in a lot of ways. Like in a in a do you think that's in a bad way? My life too. Like I don't find like a lot of enjoyment in things. Oh, that that sounds terrible. So. If you <laughs> like, I don't have like, I don't get excited about anything anymore, really. Huh? When was like the I last time you got excited? Huh? When was the last time you got excited? Uh, I can't even remember, honestly. Really? Like, I mean, I, maybe I don't know. I'm trying to. Oh, I mean, good things have like, good things are happening. Like, I'll, I'll get like, I'll get like a dopamine hit like really quickly, and it'll be like. Oh, cool! And then it just will go away. Hmm. Be fast. Why? I don't know. I don't know. I I think it has something to do with my depression. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just like always. I'm like I, I deal with a lot of depression and anxiety. Mm-hmm. And and also probably because I drink too much and like I'm just like I I probably have bad like bad diet and like I'm probably just not functioning well. Okay, so first of all, how much is too much? What? What's that? Drinking? drinking? Yeah. Well, I drink every. Well, I've been drinking every night for for years, pretty much. But well, like, I'll, I'll, how sometimes much? I'll stop for a couple of days. Like I didn't drink today. Okay, but but how how much a day? Uh, I don't. I I mean, I don't know. I get like enough to where I get a good buzz on. Okay. Not and, too bad. Sometimes I black out. And as far as uh, diet goes, like, what are you eating? Uh, I had Chinese food today. I eat I eat like food from the gas station. I'm not like not healthy at all. Do you work I'm out? Very real, I eat vegetables. Do you work out? <laughs> What's that? Do you work out? Hell no. Dude, you gotta I work mean, out, bro. You I'm gotta get fucking slow. I, I have a job where I have to move around a lot, and I I walk everywhere because like I don't have a car. So I think like I don't think I'm like overweight. You know, mm-hmm. so I probably get more exercise than like the normal person mm-hmm. who doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I don't know what it is. I could see you getting fucking ripped, dude. Just yeah. fucking getting swole as fuck, man. Like I, you, man, you got pretty swole. I did, I did, and I was I actually like sprawling shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm buff. Okay. I'm buff as fuck. But like, yoked I, and stoked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm slim and grim. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. No, but I think that um, I don't want this to turn into like the Joe Rogan podcast or whatever. But uh-huh. I think that uh, I wonder if the, is there a gym nearby you? Uh, I don't. I I couldn't even tell you. I have no idea. I've never been inside of a gym. Because you strike me as a guy who would start working out, and then three years from now, you'd have like the exact same attitude. You'd be like, "Yeah, I don't know, whatever." But you'd be like deadlifting four hundred pounds. You'd be like, "Yeah, I don't know. I go. It's whatever." And just like fucking traps popping out of your turtleneck and shit. Yeah. And just like, well, I always like my dream when I was a kid was to be a professional wrestler. Dude, okay, let's follow that dream. Dude, yeah, I, I, I feel like I, we I should go back. I've been reading a lot of uh, archaeology today because when I was a kid, I wanted to be Indiana Jones. Uh, so sick. I feel like now that we're at this age that we're at, we got to go back and just revert back to childhood and do what we wanted to do when we were 12 years old okay 
So when I was 12 years old, I wanted to be, I, I either wanted to be in like Guns N' Roses or like be a professional wrestler. Well, gu- gu- Guns N' Roses is, is, it's probably too late for that. <laughs> too late for that. Well, yeah. <laughs> but the professional wrestler thing could be done. Yeah. Well, we'll see. If you start working out, I will drive to Florida and body slam you into a bed of tacks. Like I oh, will, I will yeah. do oh, that. That's like backyard wrestling. Oh, you don't like that? You want more like no, WWE man, I, shit? I like the, I like the, I like the, uh, the, the uh, professional style. I like the, I like the, uh, the ex- extravagance and the cutting the promos and all like the, the ring, the ring psychology. That's why I like. Can you can like you explain stories. this to me some more? Because a lot of writers that I know really dig WWE, and I, I don't, I don't get it. So, so what's yeah, what's I, the what's the appeal, dude? Did. Huh? What's is 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 it just kind of like a nostalgia holdover? Is there? It seems like there's some I kind mean, of storytelling going on. Honestly, there. not really, because I still follow it, and uh, I don't know. I I was attracted to I, when I was a kid. I was really into I was really into professional wrestling, comic books, and Kiss. Those are like the three things. Most mm-hmm. kids are into those things, but I don't know. Like I just I just I think it's like I don't know. I don't really like sports, but like I like professional wrestling. I don't know. Because it, it, it has like everything. It has like theater. It has like storytelling. Like it's got like bad acting. Mm-hmm. It's like over. I don't know. I think it's like the best pack. I think it's the best entertainment value thing that you can actually like put any interest, time, or money in. Do you think it has something to do with like the fact that it doesn't take itself too seriously? Yeah, that's probably also uh, one of the things I like about it as well. Mm hmm. Yeah. There's that undercurrent like of a, humor. It's like too. A, a rock and roll aspect to it. It's, it's kind of like a journeyman's. If you if you read about like the wrestlers, especially in the past, like it's like reading like those guys partied hard, mm-hmm. and it's just like it's kind of like following a rock and roll band or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like I like the stories involved, the characters. That kind of used to be a thing, the the rock star lifestyle. And I feel like there are yeah. still some people who do that. I feel like rappers I, do that, maybe. Yeah, probably that's the closest thing. Yeah. But it's actually, like no, now, now we don't really. I mean, it used to be the stuff of legends, like after concert parties, Led Zeppelin. Uh, what did right. they do with like a cat? Like they did something with a catfish. SNL, like it was just like a, you know, what I mean, it was like kind of decadent. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, maybe like it was because stories. the '80s were like the 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 '80s were the cocaine years basically yeah for sure and so once cocaine became sort of i mean people still obviously do cocaine one of one of the funniest things that's ever happened to me was the first week that i moved to portland i was at a bar with a friend and there was this guy there who was this was before uber he was begging anybody who would take him to go buy coke and he said that Uh he would give whoever took him to get coke a hundred dollars so i was like i'm in let's go Mm. and I was like, show me the money. And he flashed all these hundreds or whatever. And I was like, damn, this guy's a fucking baller. So I drive the guy to get his Coke. I drop him off. This is a stranger, by the way. Sorry to back up the trick. This is someone you don't know? Yeah, total stranger. Okay. Um, so I take him to buy his Coke, drop him off. He tells me he doesn't need me to wait, which is weird. Uh, mm-hmm. Gives me the $100. I drive back to the bar. No, no big deal. Then about a week later, I was uh, shopping for flooring with a friend of mine. And the salesman on the flooring store comes over, and it's that dude. And I was like, oh, that motherfucker must have been selling some serious flooring, because he was—he had some money, dude. I don't know what he was selling, but anyway, that's a, a very important story that I'm glad I got yeah, to tell no, on the podcast. No, that, that's, <laughs> that, yeah, that's that's something that Keith Richards would do. Right, he would go. He would work in a flooring store, and he then work in a flooring store, <laughs> and like ask people to drive him to go get coke, and then pay them. <laughs> so were the wrestlers in the wwe were they were they coked up or what uh more in the 80s and then it was and it was also pills like a lot of like the the lifespan of a professional wrestler from like the the 80s and 90s is pretty short mm-hmm. it's like uh, they usually die around 40 45 uh, that's really sad yeah i don't think it's a it's a big issue anymore Mm-hmm. With uh, the wrestlers that are around today, mm-hmm. I think I think uh, I don't know the, the the millennial wrestlers are a little smarter mm-hmm. and not as prone to those kind of addictions and trappings. 
that makes sense oh sure yeah uh but i don't know maybe my, i'm sure it's still a thing just probably not as wide as it was i just had a really weird uh like sense memory where i just i just smelled cocaine very clearly oh wow like in my, that's very very strange <laughs> you know that like industrial smell like yeah. i just like i don't know if i imagined that i don't i haven't had cocaine on me in years it's just a cult conversation, man. There's a lot of weird, bad juju going around. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. So are you, are, do, you, do you believe in any weird shit? Do you believe in aliens or anything like that? No, not really. Really? I mean, nothing? Nothing at all? I don't believe... Yeah, I mean... No. I mean, I mean, who knows? I don't... I mean, at the end of the day, I really don't care. <laughs> that's that's a really good... Aliens, I won't give a fuck. I was having a conversation with a friend of mine about um, the science fiction trope of you know, like Blade Runner, if the uh -huh. robot is close enough to a human, is it actually a human? And he had the funniest take, which was, who gives a shit? Like, who, <laughs> <Yeah>. who, who cares? <laughs> yeah, there, we do, uh, at my job, at the, at the like, the, the restaurant slash bar I work at, they do, like, a trivia night. Mm -hmm. And I'm just, like, standing there listening to these people, like, or uh, listening to the to the, the hosts asking these questions. I'm like, who gives a fuck? Who remembers that shit? Who wants to answer any of these questions? People have a blast, though. They have that that know, nerds nerds who drink beer. Nerds who drink beer. Have you, is that the? I don't know if that's, that's a what thing. It is, yeah, yeah. I, I, how did? Okay, so is that a brand? Is that something that people pay for? Like, what what is that? What's that? What's what? Nerds who drink beer. Yeah, because it's a it's got a poster <laughs> and everything. It's got the little emoji people, oh. the wee people who all have like oh. beers. I don't know. It feels like it's a brand, right? Oh, I, I have no idea. I've never heard. Oh, well, anyway, I see that poster a lot, and it's like the same poster in every city that I go to. There's a Nerds Who Drink Beer trivia thing, and I'm like, who who, who turned this oh, into a know. business? Yeah, it's not associated with uh, our trivia night, but that's interesting. Right, right. But people, people just do have get into to it. drink there because it's at a bar. They always have fun names, too. They're like, you know, the, the, the crazy guys or whatever. The, cra the crazy guys. <laughs> We're the crazy guys. <laughs> Hey, let's get crazy with the crazy guy. So you work in a bar? I work in the yeah the restaurant. The place I work is it's like it's a it's like a restaurant with a bar inside connected to an outdoor bar that's connected to a pool hall. Oh okay. And do you? Really interesting. And there's like the bartender? backyard bar has like shows and stuff like that and trivia and all that stuff karaoke. Mm -hmm. What were you saying before that? I'm sorry. Oh, are you a are you a bartender, cook, what? I, I'm a waiter. Mm. Mm -hmm. Interest. Has anybody ever done that thing to you where they put the five dollars? Have you seen this on the internet, where somebody will put five do single dollar bills on a table and tell you, you know, every time you make a mistake, I'm taking one of these dollars away. Yeah, that's never happened to me. What would you do that's, if somebody did that, that to you? I would probably just like I probably would just ignore them. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, I, they can keep their $5. It doesn't really fucking matter to me. Have you ever had any, like, super dickhead customers? Yeah, I had to kick out people before. Why? I had to kick out a whole table of drunk people because they oh. were, like, throwing things. Oh. How does that work? You just, hey, you guys got to go. I was like, yeah, I am not going to be able to serve you guys. You guys are going to have to leave. I'm sorry. And then they're like, oh, we would have tipped you really well. It's like, I don't know. Then uh, a woman threw up at one of the tables. Wow. Really, you get a lot of drunk like uh, fraternity and sorority people that come to the bar. Yeah, they, they do things like they throw up in, in urinals and sinks, mm -hmm. or at tables. We had a be... we had a running yeah. thing at the. Uh, I used to work at a hot dog restaurant for three years that was on campus. Oh, corner. I heard you mention that on the uh, the Benjamin DeVos uh, pod. Oh yeah yeah yeah, but like we had a we had a running gag in that restaurant where people kept fucking on the sink, and they kept breaking the sink. So Holy the, shit. the sink would have to be fixed. I think that's once happened a month. at this restaurant, but I wasn't there when it happened. <laughs> it's like who's fucking on the sink? God damn. Yeah. Just wait. Yeah. <laughs> put a sign that says no fucking on sink. No fucking on this. I think they did put something up. It might have been politer than that, but it was the gist of it was that. Whenever I, I think back to my days working at that college bar and then I see somebody like Brett Kavanaugh, who was like a frat dude, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I just, I see, I look at him and I think everything they say about you is true. 
because I know you. I know who you yeah, are. Because I've seen you fucking in the sink in the restaurant. Exactly. The you fucked in the sink. You definitely fucked, fucked in, in the sink. sink. That guy like, totally looks like he fucks in the sink. <laughs> then it's Terrible. just super gross. Yeah, that was really hard to watch too because the whole time I was watching that, I was like, he's a hundred percent lying. And um, at the time, I was like, chances are he'll probably. I was honestly still win. not that familiar. I don't really follow politics or like like too much of what's going on in the news. Like mm-hmm. that was hard to ignore. Yeah, same here. Uh, so when it was happening, I didn't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. And then I just started seeing the memes and, and the comments about it. Mm-hmm. So I was not really familiar with who that was or why he was on trial. Or I'm kind of bad that way. I'm very apolitical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's not even politics. It's more of like a it's something to do with like, like he raped somebody. Mm-hmm. And he was okay. Because I'm so used to seeing like Trump bullshit in my mm-hmm. feed that sometimes I just associate everything with Donald Trump. Sure. So if someone did something stupid, it was Trump was involved somehow. Oh. So, but yes, I, I, I'm familiar with all of that now. Yeah. So yeah. what happened with the trial? Did he get convicted or? No, I, and it was it wasn't a trial. It was a, a uh, like a, a hearing to see if he should be a Supreme Court judge, basically. Ah. Um, uh, but no, I'm with you, man. I I try not to pay attention to any of this shit I feel, too. Yeah, because like, it doesn't I, fucking matter at the end of the day. It's all like, it's um, you know, you said you like the WWE, and I feel like that's a more a more honest thing to enjoy than <laughs> politics. And it's the same. It's of the same ilk, essentially. Right. Right. Where I mean, I. I, I do have some guilt sometimes that I'm I'm not more active politically. Right, but why? Because like, man, because I mean, I've never like I've never voted, and I never had any interest to. Mm-hmm. And it's probably people are going to be pissed off when they hear that. Who cares? Um, <laughs> but uh, I don't know, man. I I just think I don't know. I don't know. It, I'm just not interested, and like, I'm more I'm, I'm too much of a nihilist. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like to see injustices. Like, you know, I don't like to see people shot or killed. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Over, like, stupid shit. Like, racism and all that, you know? Or, right. like, I don't like seeing people, like... You know, I don't like seeing, like, pro-lifers trying to, like, blow up abortion clinics. And, like, that's just fucked up. Or, or I, I don't like how... I don't like the thought of women's rights being taken away or anybody's rights being taken away. It's weird, though, because I actually... Uh, I'm, I'm going to disagree time, with you, man. I actually, I, actually think, I actually think those things are pretty fucking cool. But that's just me. What's that? People having their rights taken away? Yeah, and blowing up abortion clinics? Pretty fucking oh. cool. Pretty dope. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a diehard movie, man. <laughs> it's pretty, just, you know, just completely, you know, anytime you disagree with something, I think blowing it up is definitely well, 100% the way to go. I think that's another thing. People have a thrill with being like, uh, what's the word? Someone who contradicts other people. It's like a... Uh, Contrarian? Contrarian, that's the word I was looking for. There's a thrill to that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's quite why. I'm not really trying to get at anybody with my my anti-political stance. It's mostly just like a personal thing where I just, I don't know. Have you have you given it a lot of thought or is it just one of those things not where... really. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Not really. Yeah. I'm giving it more thought than I have in a really long time. Well, I'll tell yeah. you this, man. I don't judge you. And the reason why is because... I don't know. I guess in the broad scheme of things, I think it's. I didn't vote for president, for example, because I, I just think, thought what what's, what's I think the fucking point? It's more important to vote like locally than it is for totally. like, a president. That's exactly what I was I don't getting think at. The, yeah. I don't think that shit really matters in a lot of ways. No, it, it's a different it's a different face on the same problem. I think that most of the psychosis that you can see online recently. I was talking to a friend about this recently is it has to do with the fact that for the longest time, uh, and by the longest time, I mean the eight years that Barack Obama was president. I think that people who are politically oriented had this idea that they lived in a good and just country and they didn't Uh because we are by far the most fucked up country on the entire planet. We routinely, I mean, Barack Obama routinely droned, innocent brown children in the middle east to advance american imperialism and the nsa got incredible spying powers that they had never had before under him and he didn't shut down guantanamo bay and so we live in this fundamentally evil awful place and i think what trump did was trump just put a face on that evil that 
for the longest time, people were able to sweep that under the rug and pretend that it didn't exist. And now all of a sudden it exists. And I think what we're seeing is people's brains breaking because it's kind of like, it's kind of seeing how I feel like a lot of people have caught up with the notion that none of this matters in Mm -hmm. a way. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of freaking them out a little bit. But a lot of people have kind of like felt like that way for a long time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But now I think the popular opinion now, well, the pop, the populists rather are they're actually like getting their hearts broken. I think if, that I think that Barack Obama is like eating a cheeseburger, and Donald Trump is like watching a pig get its throat cut in front of you. They both <laughs> lead to the same thing. But one is just so ugly and the gross. The lesser of two evils kind of deal. It's not even a less... Uh, I mean, yeah, technically. I don't really like that term, though, because I feel like it lets uh, Democrats and liberals off the hook too much because uh-huh. they like to pretend that, oh, if we just get Trump out of office and put you know, some Democrat person in power, everything will be it's better. Just... And it oh. won't. It's bullshit. It's all bad. Like The reason yeah. why our lives, in a way, are so cool and so bad at the same time is because of how bad we are as a country right like we have anything that we want we have a supercomputer in our pocket we have any kind of food that we want to eat right now we can call an uber and get driven anywhere we want to be driven we can fly in the sky all this kind of cool stuff lead to more destruction i got you know what i mean like that's just it's kind of like it's not really like it's like it's more like a disaster in disguise. Mm-hmm. I, you know, like I think I, I feel like too much of that is like ruining people's lives. Oh, it is. I mean, like even the even the phones that we have, and you uh, you kept the clamshell for as long as you could, but now you have a smartphone, and yeah, those were built by slaves. So yeah, it's kind of like at the end of the day, the problems are extremely systemic, and I think that the answer, oddly enough is not to go full like Timothy McVeigh or Ted Kaczynski and start blowing shit up and mailing anthrax. But I think that, I do think that people should stop thinking that this political thing has any kind of validity and actually turn inwards and like see what they could do on a small basis for their community. You know, like go, I don't know, work on a farm or something or be nice to people. As, As silly and trite as that sounds, like just being a kind of decent human being I think is a pretty it's a, it's a political act in itself I think so I think yeah. so in a little way yeah sure yeah. why not sure. yeah um, or you know or just don't give it or whatever fuck it burn it all who cares burn it all <laughs> yeah I'm more in the middle I don't really it's like I'm more like indifferent uh huh uh-huh. I, I want to be nice to someone but I don't want to like I don't want to destroy anything you know what I mean what would you like, say not, to somebody who was like what would you say to somebody who was like you're a fucking piece of shit because you don't give a shit. Like, like, why don't you vote? You live in Florida. You could have made a difference. Like, what, what the I, fuck is wrong? My, like, my eyes just will just kind of glaze over. <laughs> <laughs> I probably make some stupid joke. I don't know. Uh, yeah, right, right. Like, I really have nothing. Like, I have no excuse uh-huh. except the fact that I just don't want to. Yeah, yeah. No, you I think I, mean? I think that in itself, though, I really like that, though. I like, you know. You got you got my stamp of approval, man. Yeah. I like it. I think it's cool. <laughs> Thanks, man. Because as long as I have I have you on my side, man. Yeah, that's all you need. No, but I think that I think that to kind of like I don't know, maybe get a little serious for a second. I I feel like at least you're honest, and I I I feel like honesty is what's missing from writing and art right now. And honest, just, yeah, it's not everyone's totally honest. Yeah, people just aren't I know honest. What you're yeah, it's just, I mean, nobody, of course, nobody can be completely honest all the time, but yeah. I do value it. Whenever I feel honesty around me, I think, oh my God, thank goodness. Somebody's not lying right. to me again. Exactly, exactly. But uh, That's you, why I hope like that comes off in the book, too. Like, I hope people, like, like will read it and, like, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, there's, like, a lot of honest shit about writing in here that, like, I think gets watched over a little bit. Do you have any particular favorites that you want to share before we go? Um, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to flip through it. Look you can take it. your time. I can edit out any kind of pauses or anything like that. So, Let's see. I don't know. Well, this, one, this one's about like 
people who kind of collect writer friends online. It's like hobbies include browsing all the writers you follow on social media, like it's some super sad baseball card collection scattered across a carpeted floor. Something like that. I've started just like deleting. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. You know those lists of 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 books you see, like lists of the greatest books to read while you're fucking riding an elephant through uh -huh. safari. Uh -huh. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Well, this list is those who read books live longer than those who actually no. This is something different. What was I? Was I gonna read that? I lost my plot in this one. Oh, this one is actually a take on like one of those like uh like news headlines like those who read books live longer than those who don't yet those who write slash publish books will probably die bitter broken alone studies show <laughs> that's like something like an onion thing uh-huh i don't know just shit like that but yeah anyways it's cool no and uh i will say for anybody listening the whole book is like that and there's some really good it made me uh it made me laugh many times which is appreciated and also yeah. i think that there's also some I don't want to get too, I don't know, heavy or anything, but it also felt very true. So it was true and it was funny, and those are the things that I like in books. So I appreciate you uh, letting me read it, man. Absolutely, man. Thank you for having me on your show again. again. I was yeah. very hungover the first time I did your show, I remember. Yeah, this one is way better. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> I think so too. I like, I, I like talking to you, man. You, you're like really chill. And like, yeah, it's one of the better podcasts. 